guys and welcome to episode 30. Hi. Hello. Is everyone ready? This is Serial Killer Day. So today with us we have my friend Kate. Hi. Okay. She's like our friend. I've known her since she was born. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. So anyway. Us. Yeah, me and Kate have been together for a few years. About 22. Been together? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, for a while we were basically attached at the hip. Yeah, your mom pretty much raised me. <laughs> yeah, I, I am the third, the other sister, um, the fourth, yeah. <laughs> the third, third sister. Fucked on. <laughs> no, she's done. Who? Yeah. Um, I think our moms raised us all together. So. Yeah, it was like a, a fuller house with it, a lot of moms and dad. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of people. It was fun. And a Joey. Yeah, <laughs> the poor kid. Yeah, he's fine. So, we have serial killers today. Yes. Can I tell you my serial killer quote? Sure. So, mine is, how does that feel? Are you scared? Oh. Isn't that fucked up? Go on. I don't like that one. (laughs) So, mine's uh, actually pretty creepy. He said, we serial killers are your sons. We are your husbands. We are everywhere. And there will be more of your children dead tomorrow. Ooh, oh, man. That's sad. Well, mine is I'm accused of having no morality, which is a fair assessment because my morality is whatever the system allows. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was, either that, it was either that or one about killing kids. So I figured mm. not do the killing kids. Thanks, Kate. <laughs> what? Wait, why thank me? Because you talked about killing kids. Oh, you said your more children will your, be dead. More oh. children will be dead. I'm like, when did she talk about this? <laughs> I'm so lost. Do we, how's life? Anything new? Can I tell you guys a spooky story that happened? Spooky. Spooky story. A spooky story. So yesterday, I was at home by myself. Um, Mom and dad were out. They were doing grocery shopping and whatever actual adults do. And I was in the kitchen and I heard the bathroom door shut but I was just like okay whatever like I'm just hearing shit and then all of a sudden I heard something like in the living room and I just got this like insane rush of adrenaline and I turned around and the dog was sitting on like the top of the chair and it looked like he was like yawning or like doing something screaming yeah <laughs> No, it, like, he was doing something, and I, I was like, Charlie, like, what are you doing, man? And I just, I just tried to blame it on him, but it was the weirdest thing ever. Wait, what do you mean, like, yawning? Like, like I looked over, and he was, like, sitting on top of the chair. The rocking chair, right? Yeah. And he was facing into the living room, and he just had his mouth, like, wide open. And I was like, I didn't know if he was yawning or if he made the noise. But it was just weird. It was just super weird. Eddie Ugh. likes to, um, I don't know why he does this, but it really fucks me up. He, like, so in bed, you know how, like, you guys, like, I don't know. I don't know if everyone else does this, but, like, before bed, we just, like, sit on our phones instead yeah. of, like, being normal people and, like, winding down. We like the bright screen in our face. Exactly, yeah. So before bed, he, like, watches video. I'm, like, scrolling through Pinterest like a little bitch, right? And he, like, watches, like, haunting videos before bed. Yes, and it scares the fuck out of me. Who does that? 
apparently Kiara, but <laughs> I, it's it's so fucked up because there's this there's this like whole YouTube channel on it, and it's this guy and he's do you know uh, what I'm talking about? Yes, it's, it's like this this like he's uh, like a, a funny dude. Fuck, I can't. It might not be the same one, but he's like a like a big tall guy, you know. So it doesn't. No. No, okay. the one that I'm thinking of is, like, from Canada, and I cannot oh, think no, of no, his no. name right now. I don't know this guy's name either. I don't personally watch it, but um, it's, like, this, this like, big funny dude who you're, like, this this guy's not scared of shit, you know? But um, he, like, watches – he so, like, on his YouTube channel, he watches videos and, like, kind of, like, critiques them. Like, is this a hoax? Is it so it's not? a video of watching a video. Basically, yeah. <laughs> okay. But it's so creepy because he, I don't know where the fuck he finds these videos. But this one last night, it was, like, this guy in bed and he was, um, he's like, you know, I've had some strange things happening in my apartment lately. So he set up a, a GoPro or, like, some kind of camera, whatever camera. And in the middle of the night, you see his, like, door fly open. Ooh. Yeah. And I was like, Eddie, this is definitely fake, right? Because I'm, like, trying not to be scared. Yeah. <laughs> so then the door, there's, like, a, a wall. And then, like, what looks like turns, you know, like, the corner. Then it's a hallway. And in the hallway, there's this, like, girl. And it's, like, half of her face. Oh. Over the wall, you know, looking into his room. And she has, like, this long black hair. And you could see, like, the glow of her eye. And I was like, fuck you, man. So then I had to wake up at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, but do I really have to go? <laughs> just to get out of bed. I was like, mm. and Is there I had a to, like, cup nearby? Right? I was like, I was fucking pissed on the floor. But <laughs> and that's morning, Nicole's thing to deal with. Yeah. It's not my problem right now. <laughs> Your bathroom's not even that far. <laughs> it was so scary. Like, it scared the fuck out of me. And I didn't want to do it. But I don't know why he does that. It really fucks me up at night, though, man. God. That's the worst. Isn't it? Oh, my God. So, anything else besides that? Scary? Kate, do you have anything? I mean, I don't really have spooky uh, stories. I feel like. Just anything? Because where I live, I mean, I feel like nothing really ever happened there. Even though it used to be an old hotel. Like oh, really? Apartment, my apartments? Yeah, it was like an old hotel, and they turned them into apartments, which, oh, actually wasn't the best idea because i hear people walking around upstairs all the fucking time it sucks that actually explains a lot because when i was staying at your house watching your dog and cat i was like this kind of looks like like a nice little courtyard of a hotel it is a, it was a hotel yeah there that's was like so three, funny you know how there's like those three buildings yeah, yeah. huh uh, suck is apartments <clears throat> it's hotel rooms is probably fine but they're actually like being converted from hotel rooms to apartments they're actually really cute. Yeah. Because you know how, like, some hotel rooms do that stupid thing where, like, there's the toilet room and the shower, and then for whatever fucking reason, the sink is on the outside in, like, the hallway? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? Our sister had an apartment like that, and I was like, yeah. this reminds me of a but hotel. I feel like they do that with the newer hotels. They put the sink on the outside just so that when you're showering or something, that somebody could still use the sink or the oh. mirror, you know? Yeah, but that's stupid. Like, I don't want to take a shit and then touch the door handle and then wash my hands. You um, wash it in the tub. Apparently. I <laughs> also dip think... Dip it in the toilet water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After you flush. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also think that the toilet room is called the bathroom. 
Well, I'm just, well, there's no idea. <laughs> but I was just saying, like, there's this toilet, like, because in a bathroom, there's a sink. Not just a toilet and a shower. Anyway. Right? Sure. Um, I think I'm right. No, there is the one apartment down, like, your little row towards the parking lot that always scared the shit out of me. Every the time I pass it. Yeah, with the um, cart in it. Wait, why did it scare you? I don't know. Every time I pass it, I was like, I don't feel Ours used to look like that before we, we I mean, like, what moved in. Like, they had, like, all their work supplies. I'm pretty sure they don't even lock the door. Like, they don't lock the That <laughs> apartment's vacant. Like, anybody could, like, walk in there and, and sleep. Yeah. You know, like, live until they go in there and fix it. And they've been fixing that apartment for, like, a long time. <laughs> like, <laughs> so long. I don't know. Something about it just gave me a really weird feeling. Yeah, I don't know. So a shady cart? Wait, wait. Yeah, I just wait, walked a little I guess faster. I actually do have something creepy. Oh. The guy, like, a couple apartments down from me, like, to the left. Did you ever see him? The one that literally you pass by his, his, um, uh his apartment and he has literally no furniture and he sits on the floor in this like little foldable collapsible chair that you looks can like see a, in his window he it's okay. he like keeps it wide open the blinds open the like we have like a screen door and then a door and he'll keep his door open so it's just a screen door you, you can see everything in his apartment he has a tv on the floor he has like literally no furniture and this guy scares the fuck out of me because i'm like Okay, like, thinking in my head, I'm like, why do you not have belongings? Like, are yeah. you on the run? Like, where do you need to go <laughs> so fast that you could just pick up and leave, you know? That's true. And the one thing that, like, really got me is this, and this might be, like, religious, like, part of that. Like, he might not have, not, like, believe in, like, uh, materialistic things. So uh, he yeah. just has a couple yeah. things. But, uh, and, like, this even more so might be part of his like religion whatever he may be that he uh before getting into his house he would take a bucket of water and like wash himself off before he like went into his house really and i'm like i i don't know what that would be you know i'm not yeah filled in on like religions and everything but i was like just so curious but it like it literally kind of scared me because i was like this guy's a murderer oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> He's going to kill me and then just leave yeah. without even, like... No one's going to know. Yeah. I know never, I've never heard of that, though. But that is... Yeah, but, um, yeah, he's just weird. I mean, I thought that he would uh, definitely murder me someday. Well, that's nice. It's I fine. probably won't live there long enough for him to do anything, though. <laughs> that's probably for the best. Yeah. Um, When he starts calling you by your full name, maybe get out. No, I don't think, like, I've ever even... <laughs> I think he is a nice one, and he'll be like, hello. Or, like, he'll, like, ride out his I don't even think he owns a car. Like, he'll ride his bike, and he'll be like, oh, hey. Like, good morning. Like, nod his head. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Hey, what's up? Like, anybody else at the complex? I just completely just. Is he, like, yeah. much older or? Hmm, like, mid, maybe, like, late 30s, early 40s. Oh, oh okay. Okay. No, I did meet your next door neighbors when I was taking your dog for a walk. Oh my god! And I told her I was like, I was like, oh Layla, like chill out. And it was like the guy and his daughters, and the one daughter was like, her name is Layla, and I was like, yeah, the daughter's name is Layla, and our oh, it is? Name is Layla. Yeah, the little oh. girl and my dog have the same name. Oh, that's Jen funny. Jen tells this story all the time, and she's 
I didn't know that. She's like, I know the dog's name is Layla. Like, I'm watching her. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, yeah. No, they were telling you that the daughter's name is Layla. <laughs> Jen looks oh. so dumb. <laughs> yeah. But how am I supposed to know random little kids' names? No, yeah, those little girls are I don't so wear cute. name tags. <laughs> okay, they're so cute. But, like, honestly, at, like, 9.30 at night, I don't know what the fuck they do. Because all they do is fucking scream. I think their dad's, like, chasing them around the house. Which, <laughs> this is a, like, two-bedroom ap- apartment, which is probably, like, 90, like 900 square feet or something. Maybe yeah. not even that. And I'm like, where are you even chasing them? Yeah. There's nowhere to go. Behind the they used to like rollerblade yeah. inside their what? apartment, like literally, and I just hear it go back and forth, and it's just I'm like outside, like there we have an outside, you know. That? I'm not gonna lie, Austin has like scootered up and down our apartment hallway. Our our downstairs neighbor probably fucking hates. Yeah, it. I would definitely. between Austin and then Eddie screaming at his video games. <laughs> Oh my god. Wait, but I do that too late at night. So I'm like, maybe we're even because I hear their kids screaming and then they hear me screaming at like probably like midnight. I'm like on the computer playing games. Oh my god. Yeah, I go to sleep. That's because you work by ten like early as fuck. Yeah, it's terrible. Me too though. Me too. Yeah, I don't. I work at twelve. So should we jump in to serial killer day sure who wants to go first am i going first i think so oh okay well i have a ted bundy Ooh. okay his real name is theodore robert bundy but like previously to him getting adopted by his dad his name was colwell he was adopted so um his mom she had him and didn't know who the dad was so it's kind of like a mystery who the guy was okay so his grandparents acted as his parents and he was just supposed to be like his mom's like little brother oh okay so to avoid like you know scandalous things that's how they set it up to be that happened in our family too it did yeah wait are you serious? Yeah, Grandpa yeah. had an aunt that was actually his sister. Dad's dad. Well, yeah, they didn't know until she died. No, no, until his oh, until, until his parents yeah. died. And all of a sudden, she was like, "Hey, Norp, we're brother and sister." And everyone was like, "What?" And she was like, "Yeah, what's up?" And everyone was like, "What the fuck?" They so he thought she so our grandpa thought that she was his aunt. That was just like super close. How in have age. I never heard of this? I don't know. There's so was... many family things. Yeah. There's I don't know. But like he literally didn't find out about no one in the family knew this until after his parents died. And all of a sudden she People was are crazy. Yeah. And all of a sudden she was like, What's up? You're my brother. And he's like, Shut up, Aunt Virgin. He's like, just call me Virg now. And he's like, What? Yeah. <laughs> what? And then yeah. <clears throat> so um yeah, so he didn't know that his uh mom was actually that his sister was actually his mom until he i mean until like what was it 1969 he he found out on his own by Um, accessing records in um where was it in uh vermont and uh yeah where was he born do you know he was born in philadelphia uh november 24th who who (laughs) 
On um, November 23rd. Yeah. Dad's 25th. He's right there, right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sandwich between us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but his grandfather, he like loved his grandfather and was super weird for him to be so attached to him, but not weird because he ended up being a serial killer. But his grandpa was actually um, a very abusive, Ooh. like violent guy. He uh, actually was reportedly, he actually um, pushed one of his daughters down the stairs. Oh, oh. yeah. But the, the grandma, because, uh, because his grandfather was like this, ended up being a very timid, well, know, I would think to so. herself, Jesus. depressed woman. Yeah. But yeah. That's fucked up. Well, his mom ended up taking him to, um, was it, Washington? And they lived with uh, cousins over there. And then over there, she eventually, she like joined um, a church and uh, she met a guy through the church. And uh, they ended up getting married and having four kids of their own. And that guy, uh, Johnny Coupler uh, Bundy, he adopted Bundy. So that's how he got the last name. Oh, okay. So altogether, they had, well, there was five children altogether. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. Two boys. Huh. Two girls they had plus uh ted and that was his real mom yeah that was his his sister, sister mom who was okay. actually his mom yeah yeah um yeah so when he lived in um washington he would uh <laughs> go around uh searching through trash bins of naked pictures to find like naked pictures of women jesus he'd also uh consume it said consume a lot of alcohol he- Let's be honest. He got drunk, and uh, <laughs> he'd fucking he'd walk around and look for people's uh, windows open to like watch women get changed. And yeah. Stuff. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh yeah just looking for anything he could get. Yeah. My God. A little slap and tickle. Want to tickle the pickle? Throughout his uh high school years, he was a. Uh, he referred to himself as uh, antisocial, saying that he couldn't pick up on, like, social cues. He didn't know how to make friends. But uh, if you ask any of his, like, high school, like, classmates, they would say that he was uh, well-known and that he, he was very liked. So, oh, he's a fucking huh. liar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, He cool. was, like, I don't know, for some reason, for his perspective, he was, like, kept to himself. But, like... In, in all reality, he was pretty popular. That's weird. Yeah. It's weird to, like, lie about that. Which yeah. is funny because he went to school for – he went to school to, uh, and studied psychology. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, analyze yourself. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. In high school, he uh, dated uh, this girl, Stephanie Brooks, and that was uh, his first love. Oh, not so all. Well, yeah, um, it's a serial killer, but <laughs> but they dated for about a year, and um, she knew that it wasn't gonna last. But he was like, literally head over heels for this girl, Aww. and uh, so they broke up, and he was obviously devastated. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. And then, um, yeah, when uh, he broke up, uh, a um, psychiatrist like, uh, analyst that, um, analyzed, like, his story and stuff, 
said that that was like the turning point oh God. for him uh that kind of oh. i think maybe set everything in motion oh um, can you imagine being that girl oh my god but yeah so god. a bunch of his victims were like based off of how she looked they had oh. long dark hair uh same like features they, oh oh is a, a middle part so she had, they, they always had like a middle part long black, dark hair um short face you know very slim really face. yeah that's so creepy that mm-hmm. is can you imagine like how she felt like all his almost like all his victims are based off of off of you yeah oh Ugh. but after her he dated um he was like he was kind of a player you know yeah he had the charm he had the looks he was a good looking guy for back you know in the 70s the unibrow yeah. really what did it okay <laughs> call me crazy but like it looked good on him <laughs> i don't know but uh like okay that's a little off topic but you know like uh in the beatles uh yeah. was it george didn't george have the unibrow i think so yeah like was it, it was george or ringo i don't know you look like all the beatles put together right now <laughs> right now yeah but like it worked i don't for think them. there was a fat beetle <laughs> but uh yeah he had like charm he was good with the ladies he could um easily persuade them you know but um he dated this other girl uh megan who had a child already they dated for about four years wow and but like while he was dating her he was still like thinking of stephanie oh brooks like his like end goal was i think to reconnect with her Jeez. And, um, yeah, he didn't, he didn't go about, about it the right way. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so he, uh, still went, look, he like looked for her and reconnected with her and they went out for dinner and she, at the time when they broke up, she left him because he had no, um, ambition and he was, yeah. didn't have money. She had money. She came from money. Oh, okay. Oh. So like, wasn't her money. Yeah. Okay. But she had money, you know, yeah. family money, but, um. So she kind of left him because, you know, he's kind of kind of a loser, you know. So good for her. <laughs> so so when they went out for dinner, this was years later and he had gone to school. He got a psychology degree and he had started to make money. And so she was like, oh, oh, well, now I'm interested. Yeah. So she got interested in him again and uh, his his plan worked out. So they started going out again, all while he's still dating Megan. So he's dating both of these girls at the same time. Oh, my God. Yeah. And Megan has a kid, you know, and um, not too long after they rekindled their love, they were like talking about marriage and (laughs) and he was all for marriage with Stephanie. But at the same time, him and Megan had been together for some years. So she was like, okay, well, let's get married. Oh and he gosh. was like, no, I'm not about that. And, but, like, something happened with Stephanie at a, at a turning point, And he was not interested in her anymore. I think it was the fact that he could get her. Yeah. And he knew that he could get her back. And he had her. And then he didn't want her anymore because yeah. he knew that he could get her back. Yeah. So um, he actually just cut connections with her 
he complete he left and he cut all like contact with her and she actually tried calling him and he picked up the phone and she asked was like why like why did you just leave why did you just stop and he heard what she had to say and he he hung up (gasps) he didn't even answer and then they never talked again oh my gosh yeah but that's who all his uh kills are based off of off of her still that's so weird to have her and then be like "Mm, whatever fuck you probably got bored of her well i mean especially that all she wanted to know was that he had money oh yeah that's pretty shitty absolutely he was so taken with her like he he was in love with her yeah and then all of a sudden just not just gold digger what am i wrong no she take my money. <laughs> so uh stop Kanye to us. <laughs> that's not, uh that's uh, uh Jamie Foxx singing that, so that's the yeah. Well, um all this is happening over the course of six years, let's say. Uh he's still uh traveling around multiple places like Oregon, Utah, Colorado, and Washington. And these are where his victims were found. But one night he was driving and uh, he, you know, got pulled over for a minor minor traffic violation, like uh, not using your turn signal or something like that. And um, the cop uh, pulled him over and actually searched his car. And in the trunk, he found like a ski mask, a crowbar, uh, gloves, handcuffs, a rope. Oh my gosh. Like a bunch Jesus. of, a bunch of incriminating nuts. stuff. Yeah. And uh so the cop kind of was like, What the what the hell? You know? Yeah. So um after the cop put two and two together of all these women going missing in the area, they uh took him in and he was arrested for kidnapping this one girl, Carol, that actually got away, who was uh one of the few people that actually got away from him and for that he was sentenced uh one to 15 years in jail only one to fifth one to 15 that's a very it's such a wide range yeah like why not just i don't know why why do they that's do one lot. to 15 why yeah. don't they just do 15 and then like see where it goes from there yeah <laughs> <laughs> after all that wide range not just killing uh trying to kill carol but uh with all the other women that were going missing the cops were trying to get everything that they could on him going after like all the things trying to put all the pieces together he was actually representing himself because he had been in law school or he got accepted to law school he never finished because uh, you know all this he was yeah. killing people <laughs> he was yeah killing. but uh he was in law school he was acting as his own lawyer representing himself so he had access to the library to uh in the, the jail to uh in the courthouse sorry in the courthouse to uh you know study up and like represent himself properly and uh while he was left unattended there he escaped from the second story window 
and uh, that was his first escape. Oh God. First. <laughs> yep, first. First attempt, got away. Uh, but he, he was captured, like, eight days later. Jesus. Because uh, he couldn't, he was, like, he was kind of, like, dawdling in town, um, trying to, like, get a disguise or something, you know, in shops and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. And uh, they caught him. But then uh, when they brought him back to, to prison, he uh, started working on his next plan to escape. And he dug a hole in the ceiling of his cell and Jeez. escaped through that. Really? And, yeah, and this was six months after he had got caught. So it took him, like, a little while to dig this yeah. hole, you know? And uh, they actually didn't find him for 15... They didn't notice he was gone for 15 hours. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? So he had already gone away, you know, pretty far. He went to Florida. But in the ceiling of your cell, wouldn't that, like, lead up, not down? I guess it would just depend (laughs) on, like, what was above him, you know? If I remember from one of the movies, he had it go up and over to the next room. Oh, which was not at someone else's cell? No, it was probably just a hallway or something. Yeah, I think it was, like... Like, one of the rooms for, like, officers or something. Okay, okay. And there was no one in there at the time. Okay. 15 hours. That's yeah. Like, insane. that's a long time. Yeah. It's almost a whole day. Like, how do they not notice? I, I feel like... Just been sleeping. Back then, yeah. they're obviously not as strict as they are now. And they probably had a gap in between rotations, you know, of oh, people yeah. watching or, like... Yeah. Switching in and out of shifts. Um, But yeah, so he fled to Florida. And there he stayed low for a little while. And then he kind of was losing it. And he he snuck into a sorority house and uh, killed, tried to kill four girls. Jesus. But he killed two. And then two got away, like, pretty injured. Thank God they got away. But um, it's fucking crazy. That's like a like a like a hor- like a horse. It is a horror story. But, yeah, and it's like a nightmare. Like this yeah. guy just coming into your sorority house and literally murdering your friends. Yeah, yeah. like busting through your house too. Ugh. After that, he kidnapped a twelve-year-old girl. Jeez, and I think that was his youngest victim, and he killed her. <gasps> And I then didn't know that. he tried killing another little girl, and she just so happened to be like um, the sheriff's daughter or something, and she got away. Good. And she was able to like uh, identify him and like this, you know how they do like the sketches yeah. and stuff. And they were like, "Oh well, this is this is our guy. You yeah. know, we've been looking for him." Jeez. And um, yeah, after that. All his reign came to an end because they ended up finding him because he was too sloppy. I mean, he was just trying to get whatever he can at that point. Yeah. Like, he didn't even care. But, yeah, he uh, he stayed in after that. He stayed in his trial. He was on death row for 10 years because he was really trying to defend himself. Yeah. God. Um, he ended up being found guilty of murder and he was given the death penalty three times. Jeez. Oh my god! <laughs> but like, what is even the point after the first time of giving him, like, charging him 
two more times. But, like, that's fucked up. You can't kill him when he's already dead. Yeah, just the fact that he got it three times is fucking crazy. Yeah, I think they were just trying to give justice to the families. And, um, you know, everything, all the cases that they could link him to, they were. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. How many, um, do you know how many overall victims he had? He said he admitted, he admitted to killing 33 women, but the total is somewhere near 100. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Is what the police think. Yeah. But yeah, he only admitted to 33. Yeah, that's crazy. He died by electric chair. Oh, I knew that. Oh, his last meal was a steak. Medium rare, with eggs over easy, hash browns, toast with jelly and peanut, not peanut butter, just butter, regular oh. butter. <laughs> I was like, that's gross. Steak, peanut butter, jelly. <laughs> and then uh, milk and OJ. But um, he didn't actually choose to have that meal. That was just the Florida State, like, oh, damn, really? Stand- I know, steak and eggs. That was like, okay. Right? Well, that was like their regular death row meal? Yeah. What the fuck? I think mean, pretty nice. Packers, bitch. <laughs> like, I think he just killed a bunch of people. Yeah. Well, here's like a grain of rice. It, yeah. I think um, with the last meal, they have it just so like if you want to have your favorite food last, you can get it last. But he chose nothing. So yeah. They just gave him. So they just the gave standard. him like the yeah. standard. Yeah. And I know. I think every state is different. I could be wrong. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Can you imagine every state giving steak and eggs to death row? I mean, Florida, you think they give him like gator? (laughs) Fish. I was going to say fish (laughs) or like some type of like shrimp or seafood, you know, because it's Florida, but you got steak. Illinois, you get corn seven different ways corn and potatoes. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. Here's corn on the cob, cream corn, corn souffle. Corn casserole. <laughs> Cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> and then just some corn off the cob. Oh, while he was in the trials, he actually, he never came close to, well, he came close to marriage with like Stephanie or Megan, but he never tied the knot. Um, but he actually married one of his old co-workers that like came to support him during the trials. And, uh, she was like convinced that he did nothing wrong and oh was so God. taken, so taken by his his attractiveness. Like Jesus, people he, are crazy. He ended up marrying her and impregnating her while he was how? like, you know well, how they had their ways back then. You know, you, you have could, a child. You, I feel like you should know how that. I happens. didn't have a child with a prisoner. <laughs> I know how it is back then. You hand the guard like thirty bucks. He looks away. For a couple of seconds, I while feel you like do your when you murder a bunch of women, you don't get that. Yeah, well, well, obviously he did. So he has a child. Yeah, a daughter. Um, her name well, was Rose. And I like that name. Rose. Yeah, how's she doing? Uh, there's like, like not information on her. Like, huh? She's probably taken out of like the public's. I wonder if she changed her name, too. She might have. I wouldn't want to be associated with this guy. Oh, no. I'd be very upset with my mother for even uh, doing that. Yeah, like conceiving a child with this man. The serial killer. 
while yeah. he's in prison. Yeah. Mind you. Yeah. On trial for all these people's murders. Women specifically. Yeah, women's. Yeah, that's Jeez. women's murders. That's fucked up. Did he have like a certain way that he would kill them or just kind of He had like some like stories he'd make up like one time he was at the beach and he came up to a girl that was tanning and was like he had a, his arm in a cast and he needed help launching his boat and i don't know why you'd go up to a woman and ask her to help you like let let her be you know yeah but like you can't find a guy to help you you know yeah. You're yeah. in a cast and you're launching your boat. You're in a whole ass beach and you go to the one person's like sunbathing. <laughs> but yeah, he actually, sadly that day, he got two people to fall for that story and uh, killed them. Jesus. And But the third one, she was got the sense that he was, I don't know, something was off. And uh, she, like he didn't try anything on her, but she definitely knew that it was weird. Like she got out of there. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. Um, yeah, he just came up with like stories and would try to like seduce them and with his good looks and charms and. All right. Have you watched the movies on him on Netflix? I probably should have watched the like actual documentary, but uh, oh, the watched... the like Bundy tapes or whatever it was called. Yeah, but I just watched one with Zac Efron. Because that one was. <laughs> Who doesn't though. want to watch that man? Yeah, <laughs> he did actually a pretty good job. He did, like playing him. He was there to look at. Well, I was gonna say through the whole movie, I was kind of like, no, like he doesn't look like him. But then there was the one part where he's, like, walking back and forth. And it literally looks exactly like Ted Bunny at that point. I was like, holy shit. Yes. But um, yeah. I, I saw... All you really gotta do is slap a unibrow on some guy and him. <laughs> yeah. I saw a bunch of things that said uh, the guy who, like, was the main guy in You, uh, Penn Badgley or Badgley, something like that. He was also an Easy A and Gossip Girl. He Isn't is an Easy A? Yeah. Not Zach Efron. No, not Zach Efron. No, I know. Oh, I don't know who that pen, yeah. pen person is. No, pen you definitely know. Who, who the hell was pen he in Easy A? He was uh, the... So, you know how... Um, he was, like, her friend. Maybe I don't remember He was the, the mascot. Oh. How do you spell his name? P-E-N? Like... <laughs> P N N. Yeah, two ends. Okay, so short for pencil. <laughs> Pen Badgley. What? He's really hot. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they said that he should have played Ted, Ted Bundy. Bundy. Yeah, he, he looks yeah. so much a unibrow like him. on that guy. He really does look he like him. He is Ted got, Bundy. Like, he's got the, uh, the also, like, jawline was, for it. But also, if he's in you, like, he already knows how to play a killer. <laughs> Yeah, that's look true. me in the face and tell me this isn't going to look like Ted fucking Bundy if you put a unibrow I on I mean, him. I think that one looks more like it. Because he didn't have like a full beard like that, you know? He still had, yeah, and the, Regardless. Cur the curly hair. Yeah. Here. Literally. Yeah. Regardless, he's really hot. He is. But... Is that all you have on Ted Bundy? Yeah, other than um, 
all the women that showed up to support him just because oh he was good looking Man, in the trials and like literally were convinced that he did nothing. That was a bit alarming. <laughs> Absurd. Okay. You know what know. though? There is a lot of people who will go and support serial killers. Like other um, serial killers? <laughs> Yeah, like Charles Manson, he had like a whole following of women yeah. who are like Charles, like Tudaloo. Yeah. What do they think that that he's like not going to kill them because he's supporting them or they're supporting him or something? I, think, I don't know. No there idea. are no exceptions. It's it's fucked up. I don't yeah. know. I could never even think about being like, oh no, he's good looking. He didn't kill anyone. Like also like. Manson is not good looking. <laughs> He's not. He looked crazy to begin with. It, but uh, so I, I do understand Ted Bundy a little bit more. I think for the times Ted Bundy was very looking. Uh, for now, very very looking, very looking. He could see. I said. I thought I said good looking. No, you didn't. He, he was, was very looking. looking. He was swear. very looking. <laughs> I thought I did say good looking. Watch where he was going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, but um. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand how people, like, I could understand how people could be fascinated with serial killers. I don't understand how people could be so, like, fascinated that they're, like, in love with them and, like, they send them letters, talk about how much they love them. Like, yeah, he receives so many letters from yeah. so many women. Yeah. I think, like, every male, like, big serial killer that happens to. It's crazy. Yeah. But... That's the world we live in. I don't know. It's fucked up. It is. It really is. But thank, thank you. you. That was very good. I hope you enjoyed your debut. <laughs> My debut. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, you'll be doing another story with us on episode 40. Yep. More killers. Yeah. Um. Can I go next? Sure. Okay. I just need to do a, a pre-warning because mine is strictly rape. So, it's a little rough. <laughs> so, trigger warning for my entire story, guys. Okay. So, my serial killer quote was, how does that feel? Are you scared? And I will tell you about that later on. But, my serial killers are John Duffy and David McCall... Mul Mulcahy. I'm gonna fuck that up the whole time. Mukaki. Bukaki? <laughs> no, it's Mul Mulcahy. Mulcahy? Mulcahy. I like okay. wrote out a an So David. Yeah, David. Um they were also known as the railway the railway rapists and railway killers. Jesus. Yeah. Um so John Duffy was born in 1959. As well as David Mokahi. <laughs> it's going to be David from now on. <laughs> Just Dave. Yeah. Dave. Dave M. He was also born in 1959. They were both born in England. John seemed to be the ringleader of this shit show that I'm going to tell you guys about. Oh. <coughs> so these two men were actually childhood friends who enjoyed tormenting animals together oh. at an early age. Sign number one. Oh my God. That's where we cross the line. Just stop there. Yeah, story over. <laughs> uh, with Trigger warning for all the animal lovers out there. Okay. So there, I did actually find like a lot of information about the torture of animals, no. but I'm not going to get into that Thank for you. that reason. <laughs> Just because I was like, I was like crying reading it. 
so they're torturing of animals uh, transferred towards women due to them both having misogynistic tendencies towards women. The boys also kind of encouraged each other's like dark and twisted sexual fantasies. Jesus. Yeah. So in school, both of them were a pretty good target for bullies, which definitely could have played a factor in their sadistic ways. Also, they both developed um, at a fairly early age a psychotic side. And that is basically all I have about the, um, so that's basically all I have for like early ages. Um, so as I got older, John Duffy actually married and was apparently like a martial arts fanatic, huh. which is like just a strange fact. It's weird. Um, but is it a strange fact? It is. <laughs> Karate He's not out there being victims. a ninja. I know, but he could definitely take somebody down fast and hold I them mean, and not let them escape. You know, if he's a killer. I mean, I guess, but I that's a good. He's like, watch me chop wood, and then. <laughs> chop wood. That's you know, literally the only thing I'm thinking of is, can you imagine if you're like, you're like in a dark alley and you see these two guys coming up to you and just goes, hi, yeah, right, <laughs> and like, oh no, got me. <laughs> I'm like, bro, get the fuck away from me. So David was also married. I couldn't find an actual date where either of them married. But that did not stop the men from carrying out numerous rapes and murders. Wow. From December 1982 through May of 1986. So starting in July of 1982, a woman was raped by two men near the Hampstead Railway Station. And over... Wait, they, they both raped her? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, together. Yeah, it was like a tag team scenario. Oh my gosh. That's Yeah. They worked very closely together. Just That's touch disgusting. Tips. Yeah. Um, so over the next year, 18 more women were raped near train stations across London. Holy London's, shit. Uh, across London and London suburbs. And even in an area that was close to John's home in Kilburn. Hello, where the hell are the police at these train stations? So the police did quickly set up Operation Heart, is what they called it, to try to identify the offenders. Then in the fall of 1983, the the attacks just stopped. They were done. So they were like, okay, cool. Yeah, this place is busted. Let's go somewhere else and do it, right? Well, no. So later on, they determined that in like 1983 when the as soon as the attack stopped it was like it coincided with the time that john and his wife were like separated or something or like working on things so yeah so that was strange you think that they would start up a lot more but that was not the case huh um i wonder if their wives fueled them to like right well i was just like Thinking, like, I wonder if their wives even knew that they were doing this. Well, no. I'm I don't, sure not. I don't no. think they did. I'm sure well, they weren't like, have fun raping tonight. No, like, I'm Be just... safe. <laughs> wear a condom. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, I wonder if, like, their wives were kind of like, why... Like, where have you guys been going for literally the past two weeks straight, and you're coming home with, like, your clothes all messed up, or, like, your shirt is torn or something. Yeah, I mean, so at this point, it was 
definitely just rapes. So they 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 could have had extra clothes. You know, it's not yeah. like they had to clean anything up. Yeah, yeah. They could say, "Hey, we're working late," and you know, come home with Jesus. dirty clothes, and nobody would suspect anything. So. In 1983, they stopped because that's when he was separated from his wife. Then in 1984, the attack started back up in West and North London. So at this point, the police were not sure if the, t- the attacks were like... The same. Yeah, by the, committed by the same offenders, if there was only one offender, if there was more than one. And they really had nothing to even like link Go the crimes together. Him. Jesus. So, because nobody could like identify them. So then in July of 1985, three women were raped in the same night, and that was in Hendon and the Hampstead area. Jesus Christ. So finally, finally, John and David were taken in for questioning. Good. And they were released. Uh, Duffy was, uh, John Duffy was arrested again in August of 1985 for attacking his wife. He was... Also had a knife on him at that point, so nobody really knows what he was trying to do. Oh my God. Yeah. So he was interviewed, and he was actually added to the heart computer system as one of the thousands, thousands of men being investigated for the rapes that were happening. Jeez, but thousands. Yeah. Why there's so many? They being were investigated. They had no idea who it was, so they were pretty like pretty much like wide range. Yeah, anyone who's coming in was probably added to the list. Holy um, shit. But because he was just added to the list, he was like way down on the list. Yeah. So David was also taken in for questioning and released again. Um, I couldn't find if he was actually added to the list or not, but I'm sure he was. So at the time, the concept of psychological profiling was kind of up and coming, but not quite there yet. So the police officers investigating this actually called Professor David Cantor from Surrey University. And they asked him for to kind of draw up a profiling system that helped um, investigators narrow down suspects. Mm-hmm. So Cantor made a list of 17 personality traits and characteristics that the offenders might display. So creating like a profile for the killer. Yeah. So in September of 1985, a woman was attacked in Barnett and was actually able to give a description of the attacker and it fit John Duffy perfectly. Wow. Yes. She escaped. She did. Nice. So the, well, at this point they weren't murdering anybody. So it definitely could have been like, I mean, she did escape because they could have just been, like, raping people and letting them go. But usually they weren't able to see their faces. Because mm. usually they had, like, masks on yeah. and everything. Okay. So, for whatever reason, he didn't John Duffy mask? didn't. No. Oh, okay. Not this, not this time, apparently. So, police questioned him and even tried to do, like, a lineup. And, like, he was one of the people in the lineup for the victim to pick out. But the victim was too traumatized that she couldn't pick him out. <gasps> wow. Yeah. So she didn't pick anybody out? No. She oh. was like, I, I don't think these, any of these guys are it. And they were oh. like, he's right there. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So David was also questioned again and released again, which is super fucking annoying. Yeah. Then in December of 1985, Allison Day, who was 19 years old, 
was dragged off a train by John and David. She was repeatedly raped and then strangled with a string. Jeez. This was their first killing. And also, just a side note, this is what actually changed their names from the railway rapist to the railway killers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So now the police, like, obviously really have to step their game up. And by this point, there was, like, still nothing linking all these crimes together. And there was, like, no clues to, or there wasn't any clues as to whom was doing this. So in April of 1986, the men attacked a 15-year-old, and I'm going to mess up her name, Martige Trambozer? Trambozer? Sorry if I fucked that up. So she was taken from the Horsley train station. She was also raped and strangled. Then her body was set on fire. Holy shit. And it could have just been trying to cover up evidence because at this point they were like, hey, cops might be getting close. We keep getting questioned. Let's at least cover our tracks a little bit. But yeah, get rid of all the evidence. Yeah. But I mean, didn't do much, you know. Um, so then May 12th of 1986, Duffy was arrested when, oh, this is where he was found carrying a knife. So John Duffy was arrested when he was found carrying a knife, but there was like nothing to actually charge him. So he was released. Oh my God. Uh Uh-huh. Were you allowed, were you allowed to carry knives? Like, I'm sure you were, but I don't know like how big it was or anything. I didn't even see the knife. There was like no pictures I definitely carry a knife on me now. Well, I was going to say, I know most places if the blade of the knife is the is the size is the palm of your hand you or smaller yeah. you're fine where if it's bigger i think uh you get in trouble for it mm-hmm. yeah so then on may 17th which is what six days five days later so on may 17th the men killed 29 year old ann Locke. she was abducted when she got off her train in hertfordshire Hertfordshire? Yeah, sure. I know. That's not over here. No, no. <laughs> Way no. far away. England. We in America. Yeah. We don't have things like that. No. <laughs> we don't have fancy names. <laughs> it's either Hartford or Shire. <laughs> not all of them. No. Um, so she was abducted and murdered. Then in October of 1986, a 14-year-old girl somehow got away from them after being raped by both men. Jesus. Yeah, and then in then in November seventh of nineteen eighty six, John Duffy was arrested while stalking a woman in a park where he was actually doing it alone. David was not with him at this point. Oh my hmm. god. So in addition to doing all of this with David, he was also doing it on his own. Was David doing it on his own? That I'm not sure. I couldn't find anything where just him. Where it was just him, but I mean all the articles I read kind of focused really on John Duffy mm-hmm. to make him kind of seem like seem like the ringleader of this. Yeah. But maybe not. So the next day, John was charged with three murders and seven counts of rape. Holy shit. David was arrested again and then released for oh. lack of evidence. My God. So John took all the heat. Yes. At first. Oh. So... It took two years for John to finally admit that he did commit all these crimes with another person. Oh. On February nineteen, or on February in nineteen eighty-eight, John went on trial, and he was convicted of 
two murders and four rapes. He was acquitted of Ann Locke's rape and murder. And John was sentenced to 30 years by the judge. Then his sentence was later extended to a whole life sentence by the Home Secretary. Good. Which I don't think that happens here. So I'm not really sure what that is. I've never murdered anyone, so I can't tell you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah their system's probably different than ours. Yeah. I would assume so. Um, so all this time, John did not say who his partner in this crime spree was. He ain't no rat. Until oh. 15 years later in 1997. That was even the point. Yeah. When he finally gave David's name. And the police obviously suspected David for like years. Yeah, he was only questioned <sighs> 15 eight times. times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he never actually like, had anything to tie him to the rapes and murders until John confessed. Oh, my wow. God. So... John also admitted at this point that, hey, you know, I know I was acquitted of Ann Locke's rape and murder, but I was involved in that. Um, but he couldn't be retried for that. Jeez. Yeah, so they couldn't, like, add anything to his sentence. So at this point, David was a married father of four. four? and Yeah, and it took several months to actually track him down before even arresting him. And in order to prove that he did he was actually involved and John wasn't just like giving some bullshit name. They actually did DNA prep tests and the DNA test proved his involvement. Mm. I'm surprised they didn't try that first. It was not part of the original investigation. And I uh, don't know if it's just because the technology at that point wasn't there. Yeah. You know? So then in 2000, John went to court as a witness against David and gave a detailed and graphic description over 14 days. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, turns out, David was actually the shit show ringleader. Wow. And he was the one that decided rape alone was no longer fun, and that's what led to the murders. Jesus. And then a former co-worker of David's said that he actually despised women, and he, and I quote, liked uh, like them to be in the kitchen, at the sink, or in bed. Yeah. Um, and she also went on to say that one time he crept into her office, grabbed her by the neck, and asked her, how does that feel? Are you scared? Uh, what the fuck? Yeah. If any of my coworkers like, did that, I how would... How did you not, like... Report him? Yeah. Like... HR anything? was a yeah. definite thing, yeah. Yeah, no, HR would be getting a call. Not even the police. Yeah. I don't know, with all these women getting raped and murdered. Isn't like, that crazy? Are so obviously David was the instigator, and John went on to describe how the two would go out on, I quote, hunting parties oh. in the 80s and search for their victims. And they were called hunting parties almost as like, they took this as like a joke or a game. That's disgusting. Yeah, and John actually had knowledge of the railways, so he was the one who would choose where the victims would be dragged to. Fuck. Do you know how he had knowledge of the railways? I don't. Um, I don't know if he like worked because they they started pretty young, so yeah. I don't. I don't imagine them working there. Maybe he just took the trains a lot, or like yeah. I know like Chicago has a map of the rail the rail. Railways, we don't call them that, but no. <laughs> train tracks. Trains, yeah, <laughs> train tracks. Yeah. The L or the Metro. But like if you're on either train, there's there's a map right there, you know? Yeah. So it's not hard to figure out. Yeah. So 
I don't know if he was like actually out scoping out the areas like, okay, well this stop, there's these dark alleys, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I couldn't find anything on actually how he knew, but he had some sort of knowledge of it. Mm -hmm. And again, the men would wear face masks and usually have knives with them. David actually claimed his innocence, but was sentenced to three life sentences Wow. For murdering three women and 24 years on each of the seven counts of rape, plus another 18 years each for five conspiracies to rape. Holy shit. Yeah. And it's believed that the men... He's have five lives in there. Oh, yeah. Um, and then it's just believed that the men are responsible for more deaths and rapes than they... Claim. Yeah, than they claim and that people know about because... As everyone knows, like, rape victims don't really come forward. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, especially, like, culturally, sometimes it's not okay. And, like, the women get blamed or, like, the victim gets blamed. Yeah. So, that is John Duffy and David McCaughey. So, one thing before we moved on. When you mentioned that they, like, traced his DNA. And, like, that's how they got him. What I forgot to mention (laughs) in uh, Ted Bundy. Was when he attacked those girls in the sorority house, he bit one of them. So that's how they got his DNA. Or like they matched up the teeth. The teeth yeah. The oh, teeth mark. Yeah. I like, I completely forgot to mention that. In, that's the, weird. in the tapes, they talked about how his bottom teeth were all like jagged yeah, and fucked up. <laughs> yeah. They look like yours. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> and when he bit down on the girl, it made a very distinct impression. Yeah, so they like ma- matched it yeah, up. Yeah, so I remember, I don't remember if it was in the actual tapes or if it was in the Zac Efron one. They like grabbed him by the jaw and they like pulled his lip down and they were like matching it up. Oh shit. Yeah. Completely forgot to mention that. But yeah. okay. Well, that is all I have on the railway. That was fucking killers. disgusting. Isn't it? Aren't yeah. they all? Aren't yeah, they all they disgusting? Yeah. Yeah, they really are. So, are you guys ready for mine? Yep. Yeah. So, my quote was, I'm accused of having no morality, which is a fair assessment because my morality is whatever the system allows. So, my serial killer is Peter Woodcock. Okay. I've never heard of him, to yeah, be me honest. either. Well, I could probably tell you why, because he was in Canada. Oh, okay. Well... Yeah, where I feel like Canadians don't have serial killers. They're too nice. <laughs> they kill actual cereal. <laughs> They're like, can I kill you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll just go. Maybe next time. <laughs> We're going to lose all, all of our Canadian listeners with that I one. love Canada. <laughs> Me too. But Canada is a very great country. I would move there. Yeah. Jen would move there in a heartbeat, I swear to God. Absolutely. Marry the first lumberjack she sees. You're not wrong. I know. I know I'm not. I would, like, walk into the woods and just be like, where are you? I'll do uh, the fucking, um, what's that? The Frozen? Frozen 2. Ah! <laughs> and just hope. <laughs> but what is this? Snow White? <laughs> it didn't. Frozen. Austin does it yeah. all the time. It's I know the too. song, but like in yeah. Snow White, I, she oh. like goes out and finds a prince in a forest. Yeah. I think that's how all the princesses find yeah. the forest. The forest is yeah. the last place I would probably look for. But like Belle, she had to go to the forest and found the beast because her they like captured her dad. Mm, a it mansion was, in the forest. Yeah. 
you'll find a homeless man. He'll be nice. <laughs> She's like, anyway. <laughs> so back to Peter, Peter the pumpkin eater. Well, anyway, so he was born on March 5th in 1939 in Peterborough, Ontario. Can there be any more Peters? <laughs> I. I don't know. I just thought that was really funny. I was writing that and I was like, hey, his name is Peter and he was born in Peterborough. That's funny. But what he did is not funny. Okay. But uh, he actually died. So he was born March 5th, 1939. He died March 5th, 2010. Oh. Planned death? Natural causes. No way. Yeah. That's insane. Isn't that crazy? Fucking Shakespeare. Shakespeare died on his birthday. Did he? Yeah, that's why I said that. Well, I, didn't I wasn't just being stupid. I was like, what does Shakespeare have to do with this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, haha, four score and seven like years ago. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so our, our wonderful, wonderful friend Peter, he's actually Canada's youngest serial killer. <gasps> yeah. How young? What do you mean? When do you start? Well, I'm getting there, Caitlin. Hey, sorry. You should be. God, maybe you won't come back for episode 40. <laughs> oh, I'm coming back. <laughs> oh, God. So I'm just going to give you like a quick little timeline of his early years. So at 11 years old, he was at the Canadian National Exhibition with a social worker. And I'll get more into his life later on. I don't want to get into his life now because I feel like his life was very messed up from the beginning. And I feel like if I give you that background, people might be more um, sympathetic to him. And I don't want that to happen. So I'll get into that later. So at 11 years old, he was at the Canadian National Exhibition with a social worker. And he said to the social worker, I wish a bomb would drop on the exhibition and kill all the children. Oh, my God. And then immediately after that, he was sent to a school for emotionally disturbed kids. Well, at least they, like, noticed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then he was, like, in and out of the school a lot. And it was just a lot, like, going on. And at age 13, he said he had, quote-unquote, consensual sex with a 12-year-old girl. Okay. When he was 13 himself. Okay. And then at age 16, he was back living with his foster parents, but he was so much worse than what he oh. was before he went to the school. And do you know the age of consent in Canada? I want 12 s- or 13. Yeah, <laughs> I want to say it's around Cuz you know, it's like 18. 12 in Mexico, right? Is it yeah. really 12? I think oh. I'm like almost positive. Unless they change it, but like it was 12 at one point. Oh my gosh. Um, like 12. That's insane. I think Canada might be. Oh, it's 16 in Canada. Okay. So I'm just kind of going to get into like his, the stuff that he did mm-hmm. a little bit. I want to say that he was around 17 years old when he. Like, first killed someone. Mm. Oh, my. So, he really liked the human body. And he had a very just, like, disgusting, like, 
appreciation for it, kind of. And because he liked the human body so much, he would use that to fuel his dark sexual desires. And he would actually lure, lure kids into, like, the woods or, like, into, like, places where you couldn't see them. By saying that he would let them ride on his shiny new bicycle. Because he was literally, like, obsessed with his bike. Like, <laughs> it said that it was, like, a, I think a red and white Schwinn. And he was obsessed with this thing and what he would do was he would ride around town and pretend that he was the leader of a gang of kids like going to like fuck shit up wow okay. and like like he did he was probably he's a tough guy huh yeah he was probably like like 15 16 17 at this time it's not His like bike. yeah about <laughs> <laughs> well this was literally like his prized possession. Yeah. So if he's going up to kids and he's like, oh, hey, I'll let you ride on the bike. And then he's like, but just like go over by the woods and I'll let you ride in the woods. And then he'd yeah, assault them. them. Oh. And choke them, undress them. And then he would either stare at the bodies while they were undressed and like unconscious or he would sexually assault them. Did he, did he, was it, like, gender-specific or, like, anyone he could get? No. I think it was... It literally said any kids. Okay. And his foster parents were even saying, like, he would be gone all day. And he would be riding around town and, like, towns nearby, too. And they were just like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, he's just, you know, living his life, being the He's just girl. riding around town, having fun. Yeah, like, just being, like, the leader of the gang of kids. Like, joking around where he was actually going and assaulting children yeah Yeah. so that brings us to september 15th of 1956 he lured seven-year-old wayne mallet away from the the canadian national exhibition and he strangled him to death i want to say that this was in a nearby woods so also everything that i'm going to talk about focuses around children Mm, so yeah it's really it's not the best it's not good. Strangled him with an object or with his hands? It didn't say. Didn't it say. just said that he strangled him to death. And then Peter went back to the exhibition and he he told the security guard, he's like, hey man, I just saw some guy fleeing from like over by the woods. And then it described the guy to look exactly like Peter. Well, he described himself? He described himself and he's like, I just saw him fleeing away. And the security guard was like, all right, bro, whatever wait who would do that yeah he's like crazy but i mean if you're also a child like they wouldn't yeah they wouldn't think you're, i mean if you're doing that they wouldn't think you're telling on yourself yeah so then wayne's body was found the next day in the same exact spot that peter said that he saw some guy fleeing from and some reverse psychology yeah. shit where yeah he's like telling them the killer and he's the killer and like yeah, yeah. and like, so they said that Wayne's body looked like it had been redressed and it had bite marks on it too. And around the body, there was pennies scattered. And this isn't funny. This definitely isn't funny. But to me, it's kind of funny because the <laughs> attacker defecated nearby. Okay, wait. And what? It's just like fucking crazy to me. Because this isn't funny at all. I know it's not funny. Doesn't but like 
he literally lured a seven-year-old kid, killed him, threw pennies, and <laughs> took his shit. Yeah. And then just <laughs> took his shit. And then went up to the security guard. He's like, hey man, some guy ran away. He looks exactly like me. He's either the shitter or the killer. <laughs> yeah. It's not me. And he's like, I don't know. But it's just like crazy that like someone thought that he could get away. He's like, why would he but- leave his DNA there? I don't know. I don't That's think the thing. He cared. I mean, also if he's biting people, but yeah, I mean, bite, this was he also bit them. he took a poop there. Yeah, yeah. this was also 1956, oh, okay. where I feel like I don't think DNA was really a thing back then. I mean, at that was. time, it was. Well, There's like, no way to track it. Yeah. yeah, yeah Do you know yeah. how fucking mad I would be if I was the person who like went to find the the per the body and like literally stepped in a pile of shit. <laughs> And it was his, and he's like, "Gotcha," <laughs> and like that's the thing. <laughs> it's like getting to me because it's just like, okay, I could see the penny scattered around. I could see the bite marks. Like I they could have fallen out of yeah. his pocket. That's explainable. No, no, they were literally scattered around his body. Okay. Like that's a thing he did. Yeah. Okay. With pennies, and it's just like, it's just funny that he like. He went through his mind. He's like, okay, I'm going to kill this kid. I'm going to redress him. And then I'm going to take a shit. (laughs) Yeah. What? Maybe it was taking too long and he just had to go. So after all that, after everyone, everything was found, everything, the police decided to arrest a guy named Ron Moffat. He was 14. Oh. And. A kid? Yeah. Peter was only 17. Because they thought that he was him. And Ron actually confessed to the crime after an intense interrogation. An intense interrogation. Sorry. And, but Ron had an alibi. And it was, like, a good alibi. Wait, like, then why did he confess to it? A lot of times, like, they, they, like... They kind of, like, make you confess. It's like a false... They trick you into, like, confessing. Yeah. They, like, make you believe you actually did it, you know? They're like, oh, so you weren't there? And he's like, no. Then they're like, oh, so you were there. You know? Damn, you got me. Yeah. Yeah. Ron was sentenced to a youth detention center. And a year later, in 1957, the police actually said that... Regardless of if they found out that it was an actual serial killer that did the killing of Wayne, or if it was Ron, they wouldn't have released Ron. Oh, why? They never. They didn't say. They just yeah. probably didn't like the kid or something. He was like, I was actually just with my family. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know if he was a troublemaker. Didn't really say. It just said that he was charged for the crime of the Wayne. So then, on October sixth of nineteen fifty six. Peter lured nine-year-old Gary Morris away from his home in Cabbage Town and drove him to Cherry Beach, where he beat and strangled him. Okay, that's not funny, but, like, what are these town names? Right, Cabbage Town. It's where Cabbage Patch kids are made. Cherry Beach. (laughs) Cherry Beach. Yeah, so the town names are really funny, but... Yeah, I I heard what happened. (laughs) Oh, no, you didn't. Because Gary died from a ruptured liver. And he looked like he had been undressed and redressed the same way as Wayne. And instead of pennies, he had paper clips scattered around him. Hey, ruptured liver. Yeah. From beating him or? Yeah. I think because he beat and strangled him. Yeah. That's crazy. Your liver just. I didn't think your liver. I guess. 
I guess if you beat someone hard enough. Is the pennies scattered around and the paperclip scattered around? Is that like an OCD thing? I don't know. I, I don't know why, but I'm just picturing them like all around, the, yeah, body. around the body. Yeah. No, I. so what I pictured it was just kind of like thrown haphazardly around the body. Like, like someone literally just took a handful and just kind of sprinkled it around the body. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then we go to January 19th of 1957. This one is actually very sad. So Peter lured four-year-old Carol Voice away from her home and took her to Bloor Viaduct where he sexually molested and choked her. How do you, like, so young? Yeah. yeah. But, like, all these kids are pretty young. Yeah. All, it was. Was that the youngest? Yeah. Oh. And it was discovered by coroners that. Where is she, her mom? Like, where are her parents? He would literally lure them out of their houses. Because he would be like, oh, hey, like, let's go ride on my bike. Like, come on, I'll go take you for a ride. And the kids would be like, okay, yeah, like. He's just being nice. Yeah. And then they would go missing. Man. So it was discovered by coroners that she didn't die when he choked her. She died when Peter molested her with a tree branch. <gasps> and while he was leaving, uh, he, he saw someone and he talked to them and he said, they find a body back there. They're going to think it was me. What? Yeah. He said that to the person? Yeah. And wait. And they found a body back there. And they thought it was him. So on January 21st of 1957, Peter was arrested. He was not scared of the police, but he was scared of what his mom was going to do to him once she found out that he killed a bunch of kids. What? Was his mom, like, abusive? I don't know. I would like hope he wasn't... so. If she found out you just murdered a bunch of children. Yeah, I think, honestly, it was more of the, like, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed type of parents. Oh, okay. So they didn't abuse him? As far as I know, this family did not. I feel um, like he wasn't even, like, home to be abused. Like, yeah. He was out all day yeah. with but I feel like riding Even if you've never abused your child, like, now would be the fucking time <laughs> after murdering a bunch of children. Yeah. So he actually did confess to the murders once he found out his mom couldn't come oh, after him. To all of them? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yep. And then on April 11th of 1957, he was tried for the murder of Carol Voice, but was found not guilty due to insanity and was instead sent to a maximum security mental health center in Ontario. So while he was in the health center, he was diagnosed as a psychopath, which really? shocker there. Yeah. Hold your gasp. He was also basically a guinea pig for all the new treatments because, I mean, this was 1957. Oh, no. And they were like, you know what's a great thing? Lobotomies. So oh, my God. Wait. He you? didn't have one, no. Oh, fuck. No. Oh. <laughs> no. No, I'm just saying. Like, literally, during this time, they're like, you know what cures the gays? Electric shock. And, okay. Like, I thought, oh my god, I thought no. you were about to tell us how he had <laughs> no. a lobotomy. And I was no. like, I need to walk away. <laughs> no. Jesus Christ. No, no. So, literally, any new thing, they would test on him. So, they were testing. They would literally 
were testing him with LSD. And he's like, yeah, it was fucking great. Didn't cure anything, but it was really great. I still want to kill people. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'll just do it high. Yeah. (laughs) So they tested him a lot using LSD to try to fix him. And... He's like, like I'm not high as shit. He's yeah, like, do it again. Yeah, he's like, I didn't want like, this. I think time. we're getting there. Yeah, <laughs> three more times. Yeah, <laughs> triple but, the dose. Like, I mean, like mental health facilities back then, they were like, oh, I just found this new thing that'll work. Let's like cut off your left foot. Maybe you won't like spit at people anymore. So, in the mental health facilities, Peter would use manipulation to trade cigarettes for oral sex. And the way that I was reading this... What? The way that I was reading this was that he was the one with the cigarettes. I don't know when... (laughs) Okay, so... I think he would trade someone cigarettes and they would perform oral sex. That's literally not even a good trade. Yeah. So, like, the other person gets fucked. Well, so, like, he would have the cigarettes, and someone would be like, hey, man, like, can I have one? And, and he's like, suck and my dick. Cigarettes. Can I just, do they give you money? I don't know. Cigarettes in I'm not entirely sure. But the way that I read it was that he was the one with the cigarettes, and people would come to him asking. He'd be like, okay, well, the only way that I'd give you a cigarette is if you do the dirty that that's literally not a good trade for it and it's probably like a single cigarette or like a half smoked cigarette yeah god so i'll I'll give you the filter if yeah Yeah. like the balls (laughs) jesus (laughs) christ (laughs) god so after a while they deemed him to be uh slightly less psychotic than what he was when he came in so he was sent to a less secure facility Where he was able to go to a train museum and he saw the movie Silence of the Lambs where he thought Hannibal Lecter was mistreated, which should have been sign number one. He thought that Hannibal Lecter... They let him view Silence of the Lambs? Yes. (laughs) Are they just broadcasting like these movies to like messed up people? No, so they went to a train museum and at the train museum this is where he saw it. First read? of all, why are they on a field trip? <laughs> yeah, like... Maybe he want to go to the train museum, Nicole. I don't know. And why is a train museum playing Silence of the Lambs? I don't know. Like, none of this makes sense. Yeah. Didn't they read the itinerary? Then they were like, like, oh... Thomas the Train! Choo-choo, bitch! Not Silence of the Lambs! It rubs lotion on its skin. You're out to get the hose again. God yeah. damn it. So he okay. thought that Hannibal Lecter was mistreated. And then around this time, he also changed his name to David Michael Kruger. Why? Was there a reason for that? No. Because David Michael Kruger wasn't a child molester and serial killer? I guess so. <laughs> so, while he was at the facility, he became friends with Bruce Hamill who was actually a security guard, but who was also a former patient of the facility. Are you fucking kidding me? No. I read that that and I was like, why would they hire a former patient? They're like, he's treated, let's hire him. We treated him with LSD. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what he went into 
the facility like with four. him. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know what happened to him. So I don't know if he went in with just like PTSD, I but just they were feel just like, like that's crazy. Just you know? like a broad rule. Don't hire your patients. No. Yeah. So Peter, being the wonderful person he is, he's manipulated all these kids. He manipulated the people that were, he would get oral sex out of literally giving them cigarettes. So he convinced Bruce to pick up supplies to kill a fellow inmate whose name was Dennis Kerr. This is real life. This is a real life thing that happened. I can't handle this fucking story. Oh, we're not done. So then in July of 1991, Bruce decided he's going to do a great little thing for his bestie. Uh, I think he went by David at this point. And he went to the... You know, he went to a hardware store, just pick up some hatchet and some knives and some other stuff, and signed Peter out. And signed him out? And signed him out. How do you and then authority to sign him out? What the hell? I think because this facility wasn't as kind of locked down yeah, as the, the other one, one, they were kind of able to go since, I mean, he did go to a train museum. Regardless. The security guard should not be signing a patient out. But hold on. There's more. So, Peter and Bruce met up with their good old friend, Dennis, immediately after Peter was let out. Like, literally within an hour, okay? And Dennis thought it was because Peter was going to loan him $500. Okay? So, Dennis was like, okay, cool. I can go get my money. Whatever. Instead, they killed him and mutilated his body and then sodomized him. With with what? Does it say another tree branch? <laughs> I think themselves. Oh, for fuck's sake. It didn't say exactly what they sodomized him with, but they sodomized him after killing him and mutilating oh my him. Oh, God. So, they, so, like, the security, now this, now the, the security guard's in on this? Yes. Jesus. Yes. Peter, or Bruce helped Peter slash David kill Dennis. So, so clearly, Bruce was not cured. Yeah. No. I think also Peter kind of like persuaded. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Him back yeah. He's like, you give me oral. I'll let you help me kill this guy. Like, this story's fucked. <laughs> so, this is the last little bit about the whole little thing. So, as soon as they finished killing him, Peter put on his jacket over his blood-soaked clothes and went to the police station to turn himself in while Bruce was still with the body. And then what, he was Why was Bruce still with the body? Why didn't he at least run or something? I don't know. No, so like Peter left him with the body there. He's like, "Hey, watch the body. I'll be I'll right be back." back. Yeah. yeah. And Peter was like, "Well, I killed someone. And the police were like, what? And he's like, I killed someone. They're like, you are in an institution already. He's yeah. Like, hmm. Yeah. So then you they actually wrong. they actually sent him back to the maximum security mental health facility. Yeah. Maybe where he, he lived. shouldn't have moved from that. Yeah. He yeah. lived out the rest of his life there. Oh. And he said, Peter said that he molested near a hundred children before he even killed Wayne. Oh. Fucking balls. He killed Wayne when he was 17. And before like... he even killed him, he molested near 100 children. Okay. At 17, I don't even think I knew five children. Like, where are you going? In what convincing... town do you live in that there are all these kids? Is it only kids? children? Is it I... the Wizard of Oz? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But it's... <laughs> 
it's just a fucked up story. So I'm going to go over his actual like life story because I wanted to tell you everything that he did. I just still because... hate him. That's not going to change I know. anything. No, I know. But I feel like sometimes if you go over and you're like, oh, well, he had a troubled childhood. And then like that kind of makes you be like, oh, well, it was his childhood that messed him up. Like, All no, right. he was just a messed up person. So his mother was only 17 when she had him. And she worked at a factory, and she was like, it's too much to raise a kid and try to do everything with him. So, when he was a month old, she set him up for adoption. And then he was bounced around foster homes, which severely delayed his speech and his ability to be around other people. And if someone even walked up to him, he would cry and just screech. Same, though. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, it was fucked. And, like, by his first birthday, they like, he had no ability to even be by other people. And in the foster homes, because he bounced back and forth through them, he suffered a lot of abuse. And at the age of two, he had a neck injury from being beaten so badly. Jeez. Yeah. And then his final foster family was Frank and Susan Maynard. And he was still very young at this point. He was younger than five. I think he was around three when they adopted him. It didn't say how many foster families he had, but this was the last one. And they said at five years old, he was finally able to start to like talk to other people and be like literally in the same room as other people. And a lot of people said that he was a very small and strange kid, which caused him to get bullied a lot. And when he was young, he was sent to a hospital for sick children. But the doctors couldn't do much for him because... What kind of sick? Mentally sick. Yeah. Like mentally sick kids okay i didn't i didn't know if it was like yeah and actual sick you know no no and the doctor said that they couldn't do much for him because his brain wasn't fully developed yet okay and honest to god like he just had such a fucked up life from the beginning to the end wait doesn't your brain not fully develop until you're like 20 yeah until you're like 25 so what they just are like uh come back when you're like 20 yeah well i think because so he was sent to the hospital for the, like, mentally sick children when he was, like, like, less than 10. And they were, like, well, he hasn't even hit puberty. So, I mean, yeah, he's saying, like, yeah, he can't be near people and, yeah, like, all this shit. But, like, we can't do anything for him. So, honestly, just from the beginning to the end, it's just bad. Like, there's nothing good... That he did or anyone did in his life, really. Did he ever say, like, when he actually started physically assaulting other children? No. Just because of his last foster parents were at the age of five. Like, I'm sure they had children coming in and out, but... Yeah, so... I feel like at five, you're not doing that. I would assume around 12 years old. Okay, Because if he was saying that he wanted the bomb to drop on kids when he was 11, and then he said he had quote-unquote consensual sex at 13, 
I would assume somewhere so somewhere between twelve and seventeen. He said he, that he assaulted a hundred near a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. My God. He molested near a hundred kids. That's insane. Yeah, and like it. It's just so much wrong stuff in such in seventy one years of his life. Like he to be seventy one. Yeah, 1939 to 2010 is 31. Or 71, Oh, yeah, because he, he just lived in the... Yeah, he just he literally lived out the rest of his days in the maximum security. That's so, crazy. I don't know if that was more like a prison. Why didn't they and... give him the death penalty? Because he was insane? or like, I guess. Not yeah. Really. I um, mean, at that point, like... Isn't aren't all... how are you living in a maximum security like mental facility if even like you literally have to be handcuffed to your bed be, or like three nurses need to come in at the same time to make sure that the other nurses are okay you know yeah so I don't know it just it honestly seemed like he was just very good at manipulating people too which I think that's why he was let go like let out of the maximum security into the like regular mental health center the first time which he shouldn't have even been let out if you know he was 17 years old killing all these kids why would you let him out the first time do we know what happened to bruce no i never said anything about bruce he really fucked bruce over he did i would assume bruce either got sent back into the facility he was fired yeah (laughs) he was readmitted into his own job. Oh, I don't know. But up. it's it's just absolutely like this whole story to me is just it just gets worse. Oh god, yeah. And like it just I just want to know like what went through his mind through literally every single thing that he did. And Dennis, the guy Dennis that they killed in 1991, he was only like 22 years old. Was he really? Yeah. He wasn't even that old. And, like, I think, so if he was born in 39, you know what, he would have been 50-something years old. Like, 52. Like, wow. Like, literally, Peter would have been 52 years old at this time. That's and a whole fucked up story. Yeah, I actually saw a picture of him, and he was just a very, he just looked like a very short, stocky, like, pale man. <clears throat> like, that's that. literally what he looked like. And it's it's just fucked up. Like, there's no other way to explain this than just literally being fucked up. I think all serial killers are, like, very manipulative. Oh, yeah. You have to be. Yeah. I think that... You have to have that personality. I that... feel like it comes with being, like, psychotic. You're just, like, so confident. Yeah. it come, Like, I literally think it comes with being, like, the psychopath. Yeah. But that is my story on Peter Woodcock. That was fucking horrible. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was I, I was, didn't enjoy any of I that. I was literally just going to say I really hope you didn't enjoy this. No, it, I did. It literally just gets worse. And my thought is like I'm literally still stuck on the thought of like why with with the killing of Wayne, why did he think that it was okay to defecate near the body. I don't. I would really like to know that one. Like, and I understand like using DNA to like catch someone on that probably wasn't 
probably wasn't even invented by then. But, like, come on, man. Yeah. Like. (laughs) But then to tell on yourself, I think, like, that's really fucked up, too. Twice. Yeah. Like. Like, hey, I don't know about you, but I saw a body back there, so. Yeah. Like, when he went up and he's like, well, I saw someone. They looked exactly like me. They ran away. Yeah, they also shit near the body. (laughs) I saw them. God. Actually, yeah. it was me. Yeah, I yeah. Them. I, <laughs> they helped me squat. Yeah. God. And then to go up to someone else and literally say, like, they find a body back there. They're going to think it was me. Like, Did dude. Did you ever shit near any of the other bodies? No. Right. It didn't that's, say. That's probably good that that didn't catch on. Yeah. God. The shit killer. But, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. It's, it's serious. Like, the defecation strangler. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know it's not funny, but it's just like, what the fuck went through his mind where he thought that was okay to do? That's the part that's getting me. Just the the fact that he probably could do it and get away with it. Yeah. God. It, like, that's literally the thing that's just like... Yeah, that's... What made you think that was a good choice? The shitting or the murder? (laughs) Honestly, Both. all of it. All, Just yeah. everything together. All the choices. All his choices. Yeah. I okay. feel like they definitely should have locked him back up after he said that Hannibal Lecter was mistreated. Yeah. So, yeah. But there's there's Peter Woodcock. I hope you guys hated that as much as I did. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. No uh, all right. Are we good? Should we just end this? Because that was... <laughs> I'm, like, so mad at this, this last story. Yeah. So, um, if you guys have any questions, comments, you want us... Any suggestions? Anything you want to say? If you want to have Kate come back for more than episode 40, let us know. You can always... It's 30. Oh, you mean... come? Never mind. Go on. I am coming back for 40. Yeah. I know. No, I said it. Coming back besides okay. episode 40. Yeah, she means another episode. Yeah, yeah. maybe fucking listen. So anyway, that'd be season three then, huh? That'd be for season three then. Okay. Well, I meant between thirty and forty. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I can't. I'm. This story fucked me up. Go on. Anyway, <laughs> shut up, Nicole. Anyway, uh, you guys can always send us an email at the number three and the words crackers and some wine at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at three underscore crackers. We're always we always want to hear from you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Nope. I hope you it enjoyed was, my yeah, terrible was, story. Even yeah, though it wasn't like, you know, happiest of stories. No, no, no. Really not. But it was great though. Nope. Well, until next time. All right. Well, grab your crackers and some wine and join us next time. Bye. Bye.